Part three, chapter three, section one of Under Western Eyes by Joseph Conrad. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Expatriate in Bangor, Maine. Part three, chapter three, section one. Razumov, thus left to himself, took the direction of the gate but on this day of many conversations he discovered that very probably he could not leave the grounds without having to hold another one stepping in view from beyond the lodge appeared the expected visitors of peter ivanovitch a small party composed of two men and a woman they noticed him too immediately and stopped short as if to consult but in a moment the woman moving aside motioned with her arm to the two men who leaving the drive at once struck across the large neglected lawn or rather grass plot and made directly for the house the woman remained on the path waiting for razumov's approach she had recognized him he too had recognized her at the first glance he had been made known to her at zurich where he had broken his journey while on his way from dresden they had been much together for the three days of his stay she was wearing the very same costume in which he had seen her first a blouse of crimson silk made her noticeable at a distance with that she wore a short brown skirt and a leather belt her complexion was the colour of coffee and milk but very clear her eyes black and glittering her figure erect a lot of thick hair nearly white was done up loosely under a dusty tyrolese hat of dark cloth which seemed to have lost some of its trimmings the expression of her face was grave intent so grave that razumov after approaching her close felt obliged to smile she greeted him with a manly hand-grasp what are you going away she exclaimed how is that razumov i am going away because i haven't been asked to stay razumov answered returning the pressure of her hand with much less force than she had put into it she jerked her head sideways like one who understands meantime razumov's eyes had strayed after the two men they were crossing the grass plot obliquely without haste the shorter of the two was buttoned up in a narrow overcoat of some thin grey material which came nearly to his heels his companion much taller and broader wore a short close-fitting jacket and tight trousers tucked into shabby top-boots the woman who had sent them out of razumov's way apparently spoke in a business-like voice i had to come rushing from zurich on purpose to meet the train and take these two along here to see peter ivanovitch i've just managed it ah indeed razumov said perfunctorily and very vexed at her staying behind to talk to him from zurich yes of course and these two they come from she interrupted without emphasis from quite another direction from a distance too a considerable distance razumov shrugged his shoulders the two men from a distance after having reached the wall of the terrace disappeared suddenly at its foot as if the earth had opened to swallow them up oh well they have just come from america the woman in the crimson blouse shrugged her shoulders too a little before making that statement the time is drawing near she interjected as if speaking to herself i did not tell them who you were yakovlitch would have wanted to embrace you is that he with a wisp of hair hanging from his chin in the long coat you've guessed aright that's yakovlitch and they could not find their way here from the station without you coming on purpose from zurich to show it to them verily without women we can do nothing so it stands written and apparently so it is he was conscious of an immense lassitude under his effort to be sarcastic and he could see that she had detected it with those steady brilliant black eyes what is the matter with you i don't know nothing 
i've had a devil of a day she waited with her black eyes fixed on his face then what of that you men are so impressionable and self-conscious one day is like another hard hard and there's an end of it till the great day comes i came over for a very good reason they wrote to warn peter ivanovitch of their arrival but where from only from cherbourg on a bit of ship's note-paper anybody could have done that yakovlitch has lived for years and years in america i am the only one at hand who had known him well in the old days i knew him very well indeed so peter ivanovitch telegraphed asking me to come it's natural enough is it not you came to vouch for his identity inquired razumov yes something of the kind fifteen years of a life like his make changes in a man lonely like a crow in a strange country when i think of yakovlitch before he went to america the softness of the low tone caused razumov to glance at her sideways she sighed her black eyes were looking away she had plunged the fingers of her right hand deep into the mass of nearly white hair and stirred them there absently when she withdrew her hand the little hat perched on the top of her head remained slightly tilted with a queer inquisitive effect contrasting strongly with a reminiscent murmur that escaped her we were not in our first youth even then but a man is a child always razumov thought suddenly they have been living together then aloud why didn't you follow him to america he asked point-blank she looked up at him with a perturbed air don't you remember what was going on fifteen years ago it was a time of activity the revolution has its history by this time you are in it and yet you don't seem to know it yakovlitch went away then on a mission i went back to russia it had to be so afterwards there was nothing for him to come back to ah indeed muttered razumov with affected surprise nothing what are you trying to insinuate she exclaimed quickly well and what then if he did get discouraged a little he looks like a yankee with that goatee hanging from his chin a regular uncle sam growled razumov well and you you who went to russia you did not get discouraged never mind yakovlitch is a man who cannot be doubted he at any rate is the right sort her black penetrating gaze remained fixed upon razumov while she spoke and for a moment afterwards pardon me razumov inquired coldly but does it mean that you for instance think that i am not the right sort she made no protest gave no sign of having heard the question she continued looking at him in a manner which he judged not to be absolutely unfriendly in zurich when he passed through she had taken him under her charge in a way and was with him from morning till night during his stay of two days she took him round to see several people at first she talked to him a great deal and rather unreservedly but always avoiding all reference to herself towards the middle of the second day she fell silent attending him zealously as before and even seeing him off at the railway station where she pressed his hand firmly through the lowered carriage window and stepping back without a word waited till the train moved he had noticed that she was treated with quiet regard he knew nothing of her parentage nothing of her private history or political record he judged her from his own private point of view as being a distinct danger in his path judged is not perhaps the right word it was more of a feeling the summing up of slight impressions aided by the discovery that he could not despise her as he despised all the others he had not expected to see her again so soon no decidedly her expression was not unfriendly yet he perceived an acceleration in the beat of his heart the conversation could not be abandoned at that point 
he went on in accents of scrupulous inquiry is it perhaps because i don't seem to accept blindly every development of the general doctrine such for instance as the feminism of our great peter ivanovitch if that is what makes me suspect then i can only say i would scorn to be a slave even to an idea she had been looking at him all the time not as a listener looks at one but as if the words he chose to say were only of secondary interest when he finished she slipped her hand by a sudden and decided movement under his arm and impelled him gently towards the gate of the grounds he felt her firmness and obeyed the impulsion at once just as the other two men had a moment before obeyed unquestioningly the wave of her hand they made a few steps like this no razumov your ideas are probably all right she said you may be valuable very valuable what's the matter with you is that you don't like us she released him he met her with a frosty smile am i expected then to have love as well as convictions she shrugged her shoulders you know very well what i mean people have been thinking you not quite whole-hearted i have heard that opinion from one side and another but i have understood you at the end of the first day razumov interrupted her speaking steadily i assure you that your perspicacity is at fault here what phrases he uses she exclaimed parenthetically ah kirylo sidorovitch you like other men are fastidious full of self-love and afraid of trifles moreover you had no training what you want is to be taken in hand by some woman i am sorry i am not staying here a few days i am going back to zurich to-morrow and shall take yakovlitch with me most likely this information relieved razumov i am sorry too he said but all the same i don't think you understand me he breathed more freely she did not protest but asked and how did you get on with peter ivanovitch you have seen a good deal of each other how is it between you two not knowing what answer to make the young man inclined his head slowly her lips had been parted in expectation she pressed them together and seemed to reflect that's all right this had a sound of finality but she did not leave him it was impossible to guess what she had in her mind razumov muttered it is not of me that you should have asked that question in a moment you shall see peter ivanovitch himself and the subject will come up naturally he will be curious to know what has delayed you so long in this garden no doubt peter ivanovitch will have something to say to me several things he may even speak of you question me peter ivanovitch is inclined to trust me generally question you that's very likely she smiled half serious well and what shall i say to him i don't know you may tell him of your discovery what's that why my lack of love for oh that's between ourselves she interrupted it was hard to say whether in jest or earnest i see that you want to tell peter ivanovitch something in my favour said razumov with grim playfulness well then you can tell him that i am very much in earnest about my mission i mean to succeed you have been given a mission she exclaimed quickly it amounts to that i have been told to bring about a certain event she looked at him searchingly a mission she repeated very grave and interested all at once what sort of mission something in the nature of propaganda work ah far away from here no not very far said razumov restraining a sudden desire to laugh although he did not feel joyous in the least so she said thoughtfully well i am not asking questions it's sufficient that peter ivanovitch should know what each of us is doing everything is bound to come right in the end you think so 
i don't think young man i just simply believe it and is it to peter ivanovitch that you owe that faith she did not answer the question and they stood idle silent as if reluctant to part with each other that's just like a man she murmured at last as if it were possible to tell how a belief comes to one her thin mephistophelian eyebrows moved a little truly there are millions of people in russia who would envy the life of dogs in this country it is a horror and a shame to confess this even between ourselves one must believe for very pity this can't go on no it can't go on for twenty years i have been coming and going looking neither to the left nor to the right what are you smiling to yourself for you are only at the beginning you have begun well but you just wait till you have trodden every particle of yourself under your feet in your comings and goings for that is what it comes to you've got to trample down every particle of your own feelings for stop you cannot you must not i have been young too but perhaps you think that i am complaining eh i don't think anything of the sort protested razumov indifferently i dare say you don't you dear superior creature you don't care she plunged her fingers into the bunch of hair on the left side and that brusque movement had the effect of setting the tyrolese hat straight on her head she frowned under it without animosity in the manner of an investigator razumov averted his face carelessly you men are all alike you mistake luck for merit you do it in good faith too i would not be too hard on you it's masculine nature you men are ridiculously pitiful in your aptitude to cherish childish illusions down to the very grave there are a lot of us who have been at work for fifteen years i mean constantly trying one way after another underground and above ground looking neither to the right nor to the left i can talk about it i have been one of these that never rested there what's the use of talking look at my grey hairs and here two babies come along i mean you and holden you come along and manage to strike a blow at the very first try at the name of holden falling from the rapid and energetic lips of the woman revolutionist razumov had the usual brusque consciousness of the irrevocable but in all the months which had passed over his head he had become hardened to the experience the consciousness was no longer accompanied by the blank dismay and the blind anger of the early days he had argued himself into new beliefs and he had made for himself a mental atmosphere of gloomy and sardonic reverie a sort of murky medium through which the event appeared like a featureless shadow having vaguely the shape of a man a shape extremely familiar yet utterly inexpressive except for its air of discreet waiting in the dusk it was not alarming what was he like the woman revolutionist asked unexpectedly what was he like echoed razumov making a painful effort not to turn upon her savagely but he relieved himself by laughing a little while he stole a glance at her out of the corners of his eyes this reception of her inquiry disturbed her how like a woman he went on what is the good of concerning yourself with his appearance whatever it was he is removed beyond all feminine influences now a frown making three folds at the root of her nose accentuated the mephistophelian slant of her eyebrows you suffer razumov she suggested in her low confident voice what nonsense razumov faced the woman fairly but now i think of it i am not sure that he is beyond the influence of one woman at least the one over there madame de s you know formerly the dead were allowed to rest but now it seems they are at the beck and call of a crazy old harridan we revolutionists make wonderful discoveries it is true that they are not exactly our own we have nothing of our own 
but couldn't the friend of peter ivanovitch satisfy your feminine curiosity couldn't she conjure him up for you he jested like a man in pain her concentrated frowning expression relaxed and she said a little wearily let us hope she will make an effort and conjure up some tea for us but that is by no means certain i am tired razumov you tired what a confession well there has been tea up there i had some if you hurry on after yakovlitch instead of wasting your time with such an unsatisfactory sceptical person as myself you may find the ghost of it the cold ghost of it still lingering in the temple but as to you being tired i can hardly believe it we are not supposed to be we mustn't we can't the other day i read in some paper or other an alarmist article on the tireless activity of the revolutionary parties it impresses the world it's our prestige he flings out continually these flouts and sneers the woman in the crimson blouse spoke as if appealing quietly to a third person but her black eyes never left razumov's face and what for pray simply because some of his conventional notions are shocked some of his petty masculine standards you might think he was one of these nervous sensitives that come to a bad end and yet she went on after a short reflective pause and changing the mode of her address and yet i have just learned something which makes me think you are a man of character kirylo sidorovitch yes indeed you are the mysterious positiveness of this assertion startled razumov their eyes met he looked away and through the bars of the rusty gate stared at the clean wide road shaded by the leafy trees an electric tram-car quite empty ran along the avenue with a metallic rustle it seemed to him he would have given anything to be sitting inside all alone he was inexpressibly weary weary in every fibre of his body but he had a reason for not being the first to break off the conversation at any instant in the visionary and criminal babble of revolutionists some momentous words might fall on his ear from her lips from anybody's lips as long as he managed to preserve a clear mind and to keep down his irritability there was nothing to fear the only condition of success and safety was indomitable will-power he reminded himself he longed to be on the other side of the bars as though he were actually a prisoner within the grounds of this centre of revolutionary plot of this house of folly of blindness of villainy and crime silently he indulged his wounded spirit in a feeling of immense moral and mental remoteness he did not even smile when he heard her repeat the words yes a strong character he continued to gaze through the bars like a moody prisoner not thinking of escape but merely pondering upon the faded memories of freedom if you don't look out he mumbled still looking away you shall certainly miss seeing as much as the mere ghost of that tea she was not to be shaken off in such a way as a matter of fact he had not expected to succeed never mind it will be no great loss i mean the missing of her tea and only the ghost of it at that as to the lady you must understand that she has her positive uses see that razumov he turned his head at this imperative appeal and saw the woman revolutionist making the motions of counting money into the palm of her hand that's what it is you see razumov uttered a slow i see and returned to his prisoner-like gazing upon the neat and shady road material means must be obtained in some way and this is easier than breaking into banks more certain too there i am joking what is he muttering to himself now she cried under her breath my admiration of peter ivanovitch's devoted self-sacrifice that's all 
it's enough to make one sick oh you squeamish masculine creature sick makes him sick and what do you know of the truth of it there's no looking into the secrets of the heart peter ivanovitch knew her years ago in his worldly days when he was a young officer in the guards it is not for us to judge an inspired person that's where you men have an advantage you are inspired sometimes both in thought and action i have always admitted that when you are inspired when you manage to throw off your masculine cowardice and prudishness you are not to be equalled by us only how seldom whereas the silliest woman can always be made of use and why because we have passion unappeasable passion i should like to know what he is smiling at i am not smiling protested razumov gloomily well how is one to call it you made some sort of face yes i know you men can love here and hate there and desire something or other and you make a great to-do about it and you call it passion yes while it lasts but we women are in love with love and with hate with these very things i tell you and with desire itself that's why we can't be bribed off so easily as you men in life you see there is not much choice you have either to rot or to burn and there is not one of us painted or unpainted that would not rather burn than rot she spoke with energy but in a matter-of-fact tone razumov's attention had wandered away on a track of its own outside the bars of the gate but not out of earshot he stuck his hands into the pockets of his coat rot or burn powerfully stated painted or unpainted very vigorous painted or do tell me she would be infernally jealous of him wouldn't she who what the baroness eleanor maximovna jealous of peter ivanovitch heavens are these the questions the man's mind is running on such a thing is not to be thought of why can't a wealthy old woman be jealous or are they all pure spirits together but what put it into your head to ask such a question she wondered nothing i just asked masculine frivolity if you like i don't like she retorted at once it is not the time to be frivolous what are you flinging your very heart against or perhaps you are only playing a part end of part three chapter three section one recording by expatriate in bangor maine